0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Travel Podcast, where we interview leaders from throughout the sports event industry. This is Justin Shaw, Associate Editor of Sports Travel, and today our guest is Lisa Motley, the Senior Director of Sports and Special Events at Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. But before we begin, first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Sports Travel Podcast is being sponsored by the Teams Conference and Expo. The world's largest gathering of sports event organizers and the destinations and suppliers that serve the sports event industry teams 23 will be held in the palm beaches florida from october 2nd through the 5th 2023 the conference will again feature the co-location of the u.s olympic and paralympic sports link program and ngb best practices seminar as well as the annual symposium of the national congress of state games For more details on everything planned at Teams, please visit teamsconference.com. And now, on to the conversation. Lisa Motley has worked in the Las Vegas events and tourism industry for more than 20 years. Uh, She's held various roles in her six-plus years at LVCVA. As Senior Director of Sports and Special Events, Lisa works tirelessly to bring all sizes of sports events to Las Vegas. She was instrumental in organizing the 2022 NFL Draft and has held a large role in securing some of the biggest sporting events in the world for Sin City. This November, Las Vegas will host Formula One for the first time, and then, three months later, will host Super Bowl 58 at Allegiant Stadium. We also discussed all of the college basketball action in Las Vegas, including the upcoming West Regional Final and the 2028 Final Four. Lisa also divulges the one event she still would like to check off her sports bucket list. We hope you enjoy that conversation. Lisa, thank you for joining us on the Sports Travel Podcast. I appreciate you making the time. You know, let's just jump right in. Uh, it's March. Let's talk about the madness that's coming to Vegas this year. Um, the city's going to host its first ever NCAA tournament action when the West Regional Final comes to T-Mobile Arena uh, the last week of March. There have been thousands of college basketball games played in, in Las Vegas, but never an NCAA tournament game. What's the, the buzz in the city right now? How excited is everybody?
1: I mean, it's absolutely insane. This March, Las Vegas will be home to a 100 basketball games, college basketball games featuring 110 teams. Um, we've had last week the Pac-12 Women's Championship as well as West Coast Conference. We're knee-eyeball deep into the Mountain West, men's and women's, WAC, Big West, as well as Pac-12 men's this week. So we've got 10 conference tournaments here, men's and women's, beginning first two weeks of March. And then again, the first time ever we'll host an NCAA men's regional with the West Regional taking place March 23rd and 25th. And if that's not enough for College Hoops fans, uh, we landed where basketball started, the original tournament, the National Invitation Tournament, March 28th and 30th. And we're thrilled to be welcoming all of those tournaments to Las Vegas. It's a true testament to the fact that uh, Las Vegas is always hopping, nonstop action all month long.
0: Yeah, Las Vegas has kind of become a hub for college basketball uh, in the last decade, especially now the West Regional Final, you know, comes that will be huge, but that's kind of the appetizer even for the really big one, which is the Final Four coming to Allegiant Stadium in 2028. It seems like Las Vegas has taken this stair step from conference tournaments, now the West Regional, and then the Final Four. That That's a marquee event in the sports world. So what's that scene going to be like at one of the premier stadiums in the world to have the Final Four there?
1: it's the final four in las vegas in 2028 will be absolutely epic much like most sporting events everywhere are great but the super bowl formula 1 final four in las vegas uh, there's nowhere better to host a sporting event we are so compact the footprint we put together for the men's final four is a 4 mile radius so imagine from the airport to the venue to your hotel to the fan fest everything is within 4 miles versus other destinations You may have to travel an hour to Glendale to get to the Super Bowl or seven miles to get to another venue in Houston. Um, Everything in Las Vegas is very compact, which makes Las Vegas so lucrative to host sporting events with 150,000 hotel rooms, 320 days of sunshine. You've got hotel rooms for every budget. You've got many flights coming in every day, whether it's international or uh, domestic. You can get a cheap flight on a quick notice and something with the final four where you're not going to know if your team's in it or not until a week prior. Um, it really affords the opportunity for fans to travel to Las Vegas, the ease of getting in here, the awesomeness of being in Las Vegas. Um, and then let's talk about the game changer in transportation where we partnered with Elon Musk and the Boring Company to build the Vegas Loop, which will be 69 stops along the resort corridor with Tesla's underground, much like a subway system, but Tesla cars that are express routes that'll take you from the convention center to the hotel corridor, to downtown on Fremont Street, to Allegiant Stadium, to the airport, um, all for the price of an Uber or a taxi ride. But again, making it easy to get around Las Vegas and, oh, let's not forget the environment. These are going to be zero emission vehicles. And I saw an article this morning about the NCAA and their carbon footprint, and how they're going to use sports as a platform, and how do they make adjustments on the carbon footprint. And I think Las Vegas, once again, Mike dropped with the innovation and the technology and the forward thinking of how do we do this and how we do this to sustain the environment. So holding Las Vegas, the final four here in the destination, again, absolutely epic, but a true testament to the NCAA. And we crawl, walk, run. So we are hosting for the first time ever an NCAA championship next month in April. It is the NCAA Women's Bowling Championships. First one ever in Las Vegas. It's women's sports, which we all know is fantastic, booming. Everyone's getting into it because it's just a great place to be. So exciting. So for us to host our first championship for it to be women's bowling, we are thrilled. We also have Men's D1 Golf Regional, as well as obviously the Men's Basketball Regional at NIT. But we're thrilled to be hosting NCAA championships. And again, it's back to the crawl, walk, run. We had to prove to the NCAA, if we wanted to host the final four, we really had to put our money where our mouth is. And we needed to prove we were willing to do the D2, D3 championships. But back to this whole March madness, all those 10 conference championships, that's what paved the way for us to be able to host the regional, the NIT, and now the Mac daddy of them all, the final four.
0: Uh, speaking of you know big sporting events, it's not just national sports that are going to be coming here to the desert. Formula One, the top racing circuit in the world, you know, is making its debut in, in Las Vegas this November and will also be in the city for multiple years. Did you ever imagine that F1 would come to Vegas and how much work is going to go into hosting one of the biggest events in the sports world?
1: Sure. So I'm from Minnesota. I grew up uh, a sports fan. And uh, to reverse that question a little bit. Did I ever think anything in Las Vegas sports related would, would be coming? Probably not to what we had in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So every single thing is exciting. We treat every event like it is an F1 because that's what we do in Las Vegas. Hospitality is in our DNA. We know no different. A golf tournament is the same as an F1. Maybe not an, an economic scale or a brand awareness scale, but from a hospitality scale, it's everybody's important. So I just want to make sure we we make that clear. And I know my brethren out there will, will echo that sentiment. Did I ever think F1 would be here? I did you know, coming back to the days of the Caesars Grand Prix, we had the Grand Prix downtown when I worked at uh, the Golden Nugget. We have NASCAR, um, which I'm a big fan of, obviously having worked there for many years. Since I've been at the lvcba for six years, this is probably the sixth time we've talked to somebody involved with Formula One. But when Steve Hill puts his mind to something, you bet it's going to be fantastic. You bet we're going to get it. And this was one that the business model actually made sense. We did not go after F1. F1 came after Las Vegas, which we're finding is happening more and more. Again, true testament to everybody in this destination and everything we do. As a, a former colleague once said, we are the only destination to evolve to host fans and tourists. So I think I had a call prior to this and somebody said, are you busy as ever? And I mean, we can't put the, fan, the phone down fast enough. I mean, we want to roll the red carpet out uh, and, and give everybody just a world class experience. And I think the global brand of Formula One is just the epitome of perfection, right? Um, But that didn't happen overnight, obviously. The Super Bowl didn't happen overnight. Final Four didn't happen overnight. It was us really paying our dues and and doing what we needed to do. And now we're being handsomely rewarded because sports brands see the value in Las Vegas. Uh, We're a global brand. Formula One is a global brand. Uh, This is going to be absolutely probably the hottest ticket to get in Las Vegas until four months later when we host the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a crazy, uh, you know, three, four months there. Is there a better way to showcase the city of Las Vegas and and the Strip and just how amazing this city is than have to have Formula One cars racing on it?
1: I mean, other than you and me competing in our cars, like street racing, <laughs> probably not, right? <laughs> we could TikTok that, Justin, <laughs>
0: Hey, you know what? Uh, I don't know if the, if Metro would like that, but we could see what they say, you know? Uh, but I, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing those cars on the strip at night with everything lit up. I think that's going to be quite a spectacle.
1: Well, I mean, so let's talk about global, right? Um, we are also hosting late tap by tour de France, um, La tap Las Vegas by tour de France in may it's a amateur cycling event that is sanctioned by ASO, a Mori sports organization who owns the tour de France. So Outside of the Strip, which is great, right? Everyone, The iconic Strip and the Formula One cars. I mean, I can't imagine a site like that. But let's talk about going through the Red Rock Loop on a a bicycle. And it's a Tour de France event. And that's an international brand. And it's outdoor recreation. And I think so much we focus, which is a great focus, on Allegiant Stadium and the Raiders and T-Mobile and the Vegas Golden Knights and the WNBA Aces and now F1 on the Strip. And Las Vegas is so much more than just that iconic strip, although we love it. We've got outdoor recreation from Lake Mead to Mount Charleston to Red Rock Canyon. So the fact that global brands are coming to us and ASO wants to expand their footprint with the tour in America, in the United States and commercialize it and all eyes are on Vegas to see how we can do that. And then you bring it back more grassroots and locally, and we can build bike lanes and more bike safety. So bringing the local community social responsibility aspect into this really makes this a very well-rounded space to be not only economic development not only creating jobs but leaving a lasting legacy in our in our our community because we live here every day this is we have to live here tomorrow and we get to live here tomorrow so it's the fact that these global brands are really aligning with us the nFL i mean who would have thought 20 years ago that would ever happen um so i just think the strength and the global brand, of Las Vegas are just second to none. As Steve Hill likes to say, we are a category of one and I firmly believe that.
0: Yeah, I I don't think that people who come to Vegas for a day or two and stay on the Strip realize uh, how much there is around the city like Red Rock and um, the the NFL came and did their Pro Bowl uh, flag football championships down in Henderson at one of the nice parks down there. Talk about that a little bit, just not just the venues and the stadiums and the sporting event, but this is a destination that, people can come and do a lot of different things outdoors as well as be in the casinos and go to these sporting events?
1: Sure. So let's go to the first part of the question. Yes, flag football was held out at Heritage Park in Henderson, and the LBCBA is responsible for all of Clark County, which is Henderson, North Las Vegas, Mesquite, Laughlin. So it's pretty wide footprint. Um, But that flag football event, really honed into our youth and amateur sector, which is a multi-billion dollar sector, which I'm sure most of your listeners probably can educate me and school me in that since they know that world better. Um, but it was the opportunity for us to take a professional sporting event like the NFL Pro Bowl. We added East-West Shrine Bowl, one of the college all-star football games on top of that during the week. We added the uh, NFL like football championships out in the city of Henderson. And kudos to the NFL, because not only do we have those three sporting events, They actually did a park refurbishment. They did mural painting. We got the local Boys and Girls Clubs involved. There was tree planting. There's a whole NFL green where we look at recycling all the materials or food composting when they're in town for our events, as well as getting, again, the local Boys and Girls Club involved. So you've got more of a community feel to that. So it just kind of allowed the opportunity for more people in the community to see firsthand what these events mean. As a tourist, though... You could come out for the Pro Bowl. And to your point, you could have went to Raiders HQ and watch Skills Challenge. Or you could go to Lake Mead and go boating. You could go to Mount Charleston and go skiing. You can do uh, mountain climbing out at Mount Charleston, archery, axe throwing. And that's not just the Strip or downtown. But if you want to talk about the Strip and downtown, my goodness, um, there's everything from a dolphin habitat to zip lining to food and beverage and dining, world-class shopping, spas. If I didn't live in Vegas, I'd want to be here every day of the week. There's something new, some sort of new experience for everybody. And the beauty of it is, and I can poke fun at Minneapolis because I'm from there. And the big joke is when you come to a Golden Knights game or to watch the wild, Minnesota wild play in Las Vegas, you're not going to fly in, fly out. It's probably your anchor event that you're doing. And you're probably going to stay for three weeks or three days. I'm a Broncos fan, and whenever I would go to a Dallas Cowboys Broncos game, I would fly in, fly out, so I wouldn't stay. I was actually only going for the game. But if I'm, if you're going to come to Vegas for a sporting event, you're going to stay. Um, and I think that's just the beauty of everything we have to offer.
0: I didn't know you were a Broncos fan, and as a Colorado native, um, we just became even even uh, more compatible on the sports side. So that's that's great.
1: <laughs> you might be your best friend.
0: Yes, absolutely. Let's let's stay with the NFL. Obviously, let's talk about the Super Bowl. You touched on some of it. It's going to be a crazy three, four-month period where the Formula One race is here. And then right after that's finished, the Super Bowl is coming in in February. Like you said, this was a long time coming for these big events. Does this cement Las Vegas as a premier, if not the premier sports destination in this country, to have these giant events that are coming in back to back to back all the time into Las Vegas? I, I
1: do believe we're the greatest arena on earth. I do believe we are the number one destination uh, for sports globally uh, and that's not to discredit anybody else or other destinations because we're not the first ones to host i mean houston's fantastic minneapolis is fantastic shout out to my boys in detroit new orleans everybody does a great job and i think you also know firsthand you've watched us all together we all are successful when the events are successful so it's not it's a camaraderie of i want houston to have a fantastic final four this year i want to go learn from them and janice and her team are going to help us I think that the landscape of Las Vegas is what sets us apart from everybody else. Again, the 150,000 hotel rooms, the weather, the budgetary, um, the adult freedom—you can do so much here in a small area. That's what really differentiates us and makes us a great place to host sporting events. I don't—I I will never be arrogant and say we're the best, right? Because again, there are great destinations to hold sports, and we want to make sure everybody is successful, um, and we all get our fair share. Right. So I, I do think we are a category of one and what we can offer in an overall experience.
0: From the planner standpoint, what percentage of th- these two giant events, F1 and Super Bowl, is nervousness and excitement? Is it a 50-50 split? Uh, you know, how does how do you how do you go about you know making sure that everything's done right, but you still have fun throughout the process? Sure. So
1: the nice thing for me is the Super Bowl. I, I oversaw the, the bid process and putting that in. Um, And then once we had been awarded the Super Bowl, we hired an executive director, Sam Joffrey. Um, He used to be at the New Orleans Sports Foundation. He is the executive director of um, the local sports or the Las Vegas Super Bowl host committee. He has hired a team of 12. I do sit on two committees. I do help kind of run interference on stuff. So for me, it's all fun and games at this point. And I'm really just here to assist with whatever Sam and his team needs us to do um, and whatever I can do to support the destination, where have you. Uh, same thing for F1. Uh, right now we're really working through some of the transportation logistics and, and parking and we'll oversee the volunteers and staffing. And you're a lot like me. I think most people who work in sports, we absolutely love what we do. And we can't wait to roll up your sleeves and just go, give me something. What do you got? So I, I am I nervous? I think I'm more nervous for it to be over, right? Like I remember driving to the stadium when we already knew that we were going to get the green light or we thought we'd get the green light on the Super Bowl, And I remember looking at Sam and I said, tomorrow's going to suck, right? It's like, it's like getting married and then it's all this buildup and you're so excited. And then you wake up the next day and you go, but how do you top that? That was one of the coolest things in your life. So I think for me, um, you know, there's a big joke that when I worked at NASCAR, my first NASCAR race, the, the green flag flew and I cried and breath and said, okay, I got 364 days until I have to do this again. And so when we had the NFL draft, which was five years of my life, I did cry on the way to the draft because so much had changed with COVID. And a lot of people who were in the trenches with me, in fact, I may have been the only one to touch it from the word go to the word end, which it's pretty emotional, right? Because COVID changed a lot of people's lives. But so uh, my, my boss, Brian Yost and Jenny Bunchu on my team were standing next to me at the draft as the commissioner came out and said with the number one pick, and they were waiting for me to cry because I was convinced I was going to cry. And then I didn't because there was too much pressure. So I, I have a feeling the minute they kick off the Super Bowl, right. But it's their, their tears of joy. And, and there's very few people who know what really goes on behind the scenes and how much work it is and how many puzzle pieces you have to, to maneuver. So they're, they're tears of joy and pride. So I'm, Extremely thankful for the position I have and for this beautiful city I live in and the opportunities that um, I'm afforded.
0: Uh So, you know, Vegas is known for its hospitality, the restaurants, the entertainment, the gambling, uh, the shows, everything that goes into making it what it is. How does that hospitality translate to sporting events? For a fan who's never been here for a, a large sporting event, what would you tell them to expect to come, when they come here for a weekend or for a week even?
1: So 40% of the jobs in Las Vegas are directly derived from hospitality and tourism. That is all we know. It is completely in our DNA. It's almost like you move here and you do a test, like a citizen test to make sure a lot of us have walked in the shoes of hotel. I've worked in hotels for 10 years. They are our lifeline. We do not exist without that. And we did not take that for granted. I remember COVID and we had to shut the strip down and it was a long 72 days. And every day it Those of us who remained working, you spent trying to get those lights back on, because if we didn't turn those lights back on, what were we going to do? We have no livelihood. We take it very seriously. There's great customer service all throughout the country. Um, I think Las Vegas is unique in the standpoint, really, from venues. Let's shed a little light on Phoenix. It took us an hour and 15 minutes to get into the stadium for Super Bowl. It took us an hour to get out of the stadium. Rideshare abandoned it because they couldn't get in. There was an accident. Compared to Las Vegas, we're not going to have that issue because it's a walking stadium. So then there's not a lot of parking and that's by design. And at first people panic of there's no parking and then they realize it's Las Vegas. You don't need those kind of facilities. So it makes the experience for a fan coming in and leaving. Your last impression isn't a, I got stuck somewhere. Um, same with T-Mobile. Most people aren't parking and if they're parking, they're locals. They're, they're not tourists. So again, They get to have a really good experience from the minute they walk in the door, to the minute they walk out the door. And I think what I love about Las Vegas is every sporting event, for the most part, tries to include a Vegas element, whether it's Cirque du Soleil or we had Terry Fader at the NASCAR race, but really embracing everything we are as the sports and entertainment capital of the world and showcasing it's more than just gaming. It's a city of pride of entertainment, of sporting events. And it's just, I think the offerings we have in Las Vegas are second to none.
0: Yeah. Anytime there's a large event uh, like the Super Bowl, uh, I was down at the college football semifinals, and the national championship, both this year in Phoenix and then Los Angeles. There's always a big fan fest. There's always um, VIP parties. There's always things going on before, during and after the game. But Vegas has the possibilities that no other place on earth has to Really ratchet that up, you know. Do you anticipate people coming here and then leaving thinking, "Wow, I've never seen parties like that before"?
1: I mean, I think they do that every day of the week, right? <laughs> Depending on what parties. I mean, we're about to go to pool season. I think people are going to say, "Ooh, that kid, that Jay Club, it, that doesn't exist anywhere else." Um, right? I think Vegas is the party on steroids. I think Super Bowl is going to be very interesting for Las Vegas because it's typically sold out and it's the place to be. And again, I'm going to take another shot at Minneapolis. Uh, when they hosted in 2018, it was 14 below zero. They had 100,000 people in the destination. Here in Las Vegas, it was 72 degrees, and we had 300,000 people here watching it on TV. So it's just a different experience. It's the vibe. And I think this year's Super Bowl, most everybody on, you're listening has probably been, is corporate business. It's, it's a little bit different of a clientele that's coming in. So it'll be interesting to see. And I think you're going to have a lot of people come in just to see the vibe of Las Vegas hosting a Super Bowl. There's some tricks up our sleeves that I can't share yet, but uh, it will be unlike anything you've ever seen.
0: I'm looking forward to it, and I know uh, everybody is really looking forward to how this is going to play out. So a very exciting time. How has hosting previous massive sporting events prepared this city uh, to host these marquee events that are coming up, F1, Super Bowl, and then in the future, uh, Final Four, and whatever else may be on the horizon? if there was one city that would be prepared it's it's vegas um so how excited are the hotels resorts and and just everyone involved in the planning of these events
1: we always laugh because the fact that we had the super bowl and final four we always thought it was the world's worst kept secret nobody knew but we're dealing with 500 people from hotel partners to metro police to venues and somehow nobody ever found out we just always thought it was the world's worst kept secret but by gosh you know when you make the call saying, we just got notice they want us to bid on X. There's people dancing in their chairs because they never really thought we were going to see this day. And I really think people are still, myself included, pinch me. This is really, really happening to us. It's a little overwhelming. And at the same time, such a sense of pride that we are in such a national spotlight and we seem to be landing things left and right, which is fantastic for me and job security, hopefully. But I got to tell you, I don't think sports is what prepared the destination we are convention town, and we host more than 22,000 conventions and trade shows a year. A Super Bowl in Las Vegas, we can do that. Um, March Madness opening weekend, my gosh. I mean, they're busting at the seams. or waiting in lines for parties at 6 a.m. We have 110,000 seats to fill before we ever opened up Allegiant Stadium with Cirque du Soleil and the Terry Faders and Blue Man groups of the world, and we did it. So I think our staff is just accustomed to Vegas is always going hundred miles per hour and we love it. It's it, we thrive on it. Um, and sports is just another addition and layer to it that just kind of opens us up to be a sports town. And now we might have our own sports teams to cheer for, but I mean, from riggers to host, housekeepers to front desk clerks, this is what they do a thankless job every day. Um, and it's just one more thing to add to, to the excitement of living, um, in Las Vegas.
0: So you touched on it earlier I want to go back to it. Las Vegas has so many sports venues located in a centralized area um you know that's 5 10 15 minutes from the airport from the stadiums like Allegiant to the Giant Arena's T-Mobile uh MGM and then down even to the smaller venues um like the Orleans. How does the city take advantage of having all that infrastructure when it's bidding for a major event and how big of an advantage is that that other cities don't have?
1: Well I think we're finally in lockstep with other cities who may actually have additional venues than us, bigger cities, right? Because we're not the biggest market in the world. We like to call it coopetition. So I'm going to put a pin on the venue and give an example of event promoters working together and we'll go back to the venues. So a couple of years ago, the stars aligned and we had five major events on one weekend from NASCAR to UFC, bull riding, the Vegas Golden Knights and USA sevens. It was one weekend. When we figured it out, we all got together and did the ultimate sports weekend, um, and we held a fan fest downtown to support all those invited out UNLV, as well as the ACEs and the aviators, and people who weren't actually participating, but really to show that Vegas was becoming a sports town. Then we went ahead and added a global sports business summit, business convention on top of it, B2B. We had a MagCore come out from a sports business journal, applied analysis spoke, NFL spoke, so we were able to add B2B component to a B2C festival. And the reason that happened is because rising tides raise all ships. We're all in the same boat rowing in the same direction in Las Vegas. We want to be successful. So back to your venue question. So what ends up happening, I've just hired or we've hired Tyler Baldwin, who was the executive director of Orleans Arena. He was worked very closely with us for five years we would take a look at the specs and figure out where could this work. And we would start with Tyler or if Tyler got something that he couldn't make work, he would call Aaron Calhoun and MGM Resorts because the rooms are all going to be spread out. So if Orleans has an event, MGM and Caesars are going to get room nights from it. And if Caesars has an event, MGM's going to get room nights. So everybody understands it's destination first. It's not property specific. And yes, sure, they're going to want the event if it makes sense. The other part is, an Orleans or a Dollar Loan Center are smaller venues. So eventually the hope for all of us is the event outgrows those because it's so popular. And then we put it in the likes of a T-Mobile or a Thomas and Mac Center. So now you've freed up the other venue, but you've grown a sport and the popularity of Las Vegas to come witness that sport. So I think everybody, again, is rolling in the same direction. We're in the same boat. um, And we just see that working collaboratively is great for the destination.
0: And and we'll we'll end it with this one. I know you're obviously a very big sports fan. Uh, what is a bucket list event that you have not attended but you like to or you plan to?
1: Army Navy football game. That is one I would love to see. Uh, I'm very patriotic, uh, military at heart. Um, that would be an event I would love to see, and maybe someday we'll get to host that in Las Vegas.
0: I really appreciate this conversation, um, and uh, I think we've. Covered all of the big topics, and, and there's so much more happening in Vegas coming down the road. But uh, is there anything uh, else you want to add uh, at the end here uh, about, you know, just uh, all the exciting things happening here, and, and how much work your team's putting in these days?
1: Um, what I would like to add is um, we are very hopeful to land the college football playoff at some point in time, so we can walk on the shoulders of the Giants who went before us in Los Angeles, again in Houston, who have hosted all three of the major marquee events. We really would like to align um, and, and put that flag in the sand for Las Vegas as a defining moment. So working very hard on that. Um, in terms of my staff, my staff is small, but mighty. Um, and boy, we are having the time of our life. And as Maury Gallagher spoke, he is the president of Allegiant Airlines, also the chair of the Super Bowl host committee. He believes that this is the old days of the golden era
0: to come. Perfect. Thank you very much for your time today. And, uh, we will catch up with you soon when uh, we have all these events finally coming uh, later this year.
1: We would love to host you and thank you for the opportunity and to your listeners.
0: This has been another edition of the sports travel podcast. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Google play, and Spotify. Past episodes are also available at SportsTravel.com, which features breaking news and in-depth features on stories related to the sports events industry. Be sure to visit us daily at sportstravel.com, at Sports Travel on Twitter and Instagram, and at Sports Travel Magazine on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until then, this is Justin Shaw for Sports Travel, and thanks for listening.